0: You want to leverage the strength
1: of what I do. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Slocum Reed, and today I'm here with Tenny Tolafari. Tenny is based in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's the Director of Acquisitions at Excite. Capital Management. He's also a cybersecurity professional supporting companies like Boeing and Deloitte. We've actually interviewed the other two co-founders of Excite on the podcast recently, Julius One and Leslie Awasom. Their portfolio is just over $168 million in assets under management, all multifamily. Tenny, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're currently focused on?
2: Thank you so much, Lacombe, for having me. And of course, featuring my partners on this podcast, I guess it's my turn. (laughs) My background is I went to school for um, IT, cybersecurity specifically. I graduated in 2012 from Bowie State Maryland from grad school. And then from there in 2016, I started my entrepreneurial journey with financial services. And in the process, I met one of my partners, Leslie Awasom. And then we introduced Exact Capital to our other partner, Julius O'Neill, and we decided to take Excite Capital to the next level. So I'm one of the co-founders. Dr. O'Neill is another one of the co-founders. And then uh, Leslie Owassom is as well. I'm responsible for acquisition. So basically what I do is I look for the deal. I bring it to Leslie. He reviews it. And then we work together to raise the capital. He's responsible for investor relations, and he's the CEO of the company. So basically that's my role.
1: Nice. So you've been handling acquisitions from the beginning, haven't you? Correct. And when did you all form your partnership? When did you start acquiring multifamily?
2: Except Capital was created in February 2019. And we did our first deal in 2020 as a co GP on a deal in DC, the Griffin, with one of our mentors. I'm sure you guys are familiar with them, Vikram Raya and Ravi Gupta with Viking Capital. We did our first deal with them as Co GP on their first deal in 2020. And then in 2021, we became lead lead sponsor on our first acquisition. And then it's just been taken from there.
1: Nice. Tony, what markets are you currently focused on?
2: We focus on the Southeast, specifically South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and then we look at Florida, and then Texas here and there. But the main market we'll focus on is North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. We have a deal in some belts. Grab that. We have a deal in DC and we have a deal in Baltimore, but we have to choose market that we focus on right now is the southeast, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. And the reason behind that is because my geo pattern that we everybody's been observing in the US, where folks from the north and from the west are moving down to warmer climates in Florida, in North Carolina, South Carolina, and of course affordability is one of the key drivers as well. So yeah, that's where we're looking at deals at right now.
1: Yeah, Tenny, that makes a lot of sense. One of the things that we've been experiencing here in the first quarter of 2023, I'd like to summarize what I've been hearing and then get your take on this. Being that you are focused on acquisitions, there has not been... A lot of inventory. There just have not been a lot of deals that have come for sale. And I'm speaking nationally. Please correct me where your experience has me wrong here. But there have not been a lot of deals brought out by brokers. And part of it is that seller expectations and buyer expectations still just aren't aligning. Sellers want what they could have gotten when interest rates were in the threes, and buyers are underwriting deals with interest rates in the sixes and the sevens. So, a lot of sellers aren't bringing things to market, and a lot of buyers are not finding the few deals there actually are out there can pencil out. Is that what you're experiencing right right now? Absolutely. I
2: have a couple of trend thoughts in the marketplace right now. One is, let me just chill. I'm the owner of the property. Let me just chill. It's cash flowing. I don't need to sell. And then from the buyer side is how do we continue to thrive as a company? We've seen the slowdown uh, compared to this time last year. There's still a lot of activities going on in the marketplace, but you don't want to stop, you know, as a company. You want to continue to review even if it's two deals that come start from a particular broker, you want to review it and provide feedback. Because one of the philosophers we have at Exact Capital and one of our core values is tenacity. When things are tough, you don't want to back down. You want to continue to thrive. You want to continue to act on whatever inventory that they have so that they see that you're active. Because when things get better, everybody's going to jump in the market. But the only way you separate yourself is when things are bad, you you are active. So what we've been doing is even though the flow is not as much as it was before, We are digging deals from different brokers from different sources and just continue to go through our process. And all in the machine, the machine is continuing to run the right deals.
1: I have two follow-ups here. The first one, Tenny, tell us what it is you're doing to expand your reach and get in front of more deal finders and more brokers.
2: Absolutely. And this is the one that I would like to teach the audience right now on how to find the best broker in any market across the United States. People say this is the exact secret, but it's not a secret. The information is available publicly. You can actually just go to CoStar. Every year, CoStar recognizes the power brokers of each market, and they give them an award. So let's say I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina currently, and I want to see who the top broker for 2021 is because they've not published 2022 yet. I'll go to CoStar Power Broker Award winners, and I'll look for the year, and then I'll review all the different commercial real estate brokers. They have retail, they have industrial, they have capital markets, they have all the different aspects of commercial real estate. What you want to look for is the ones that are specific to multifamily. And then you want to look for those names of those brokers. And then you reach out to them and say, hey, this is the kind of deal I'm looking for. I see you have one on the website that looks like what I'd like to pursue going forward. If you don't mind, can you share with me some more information about the deal? And then gradually keep up with the broker. And you do that for all of the markets that you're in. And then with time, you have two things. You have connection with the brokers and you know the brokers or the companies that are doing the most transaction in those deals. And then you keep building relationships with them. That's what Exact Capital have done. And that's the way we got almost all our deals that we have currently. So those are some of the things, some of the tips I can give. So we use broker relationship through this method that I just shared. What size property do you all focus on? 100 plus units. We've bought class A, class B, and class C deals.
1: Most people will say that when you're looking at 100 plus units, trying to go direct to seller yourself doesn't really make sense because there are brokers who have very long standing relationships there, and anyone who's going to sell is going to do it through a broker, anyways. Going to the CoStar Broker Awards list, what else are you guys doing to get in front of deals, get in front of brokers?
2: That's our main strategy, and it has worked. We have this philosophy give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. If you think about it, the broker, what their job is, is to prospect the sellers. A lot of the sellers in the market they're in, and they have the track record of actually selling deals. Why do I want to not go ahead and present myself to the seller directly when the seller doesn't even know who my company is?
0: So I rather leverage
2: the strengths and the resources of the brokers to reach out to the seller and get the deal from them, and then I build a relationship with the brokers to get the deal. A couple of the deals we've done they're all off-market deals. They were never listed in the broker's website. And all of that was because we built relationship with the brokers directly. And with that relationship, we've actually been able to have connection with the seller as well. And we've observed in our business dynamics that you want to always give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And broker relationship is key for us. And it's been working for us, so we'll continue to go that path. Now, there are other ways that people find deals do mailers, and they, they do drive-bys, and do all of these other strategies, but we feel like that is not efficient. We think the, the broker
1: strategy is more efficient for us. Tony, that makes a lot of sense. The deals that you are getting in front of right now, how do they compare to what you were seeing one and two years ago?
2: The deals I'm getting in front of right now, the interesting thing about the dynamics is two years ago, you're underwriting deals and you have 10, 20, 30 people underwriting the same deal with you. You're going to best and final, you have five, six, seven people in Best and Final, and you're fighting over deals. And sellers were very, very aggressive with their price. We have to put in a huge amount of earnest money deposit. The terms have to be very, very pleasant to the seller. And the time frame for you to close has to be very pleasant as well. Sometimes they don't want you to put in extension clause in there in the LOI and all of that stuff. But right now, I think the market is a little soft in the sense that not a lot of people are trying to buy deals right now because of the interest rate hike. A lot of people are taking the vaccine to try to see what's going on. So, because of that, things are not as competitive as it was a year or two ago. And I think sellers are beginning to get to the point where they understand that things are slowed down and they have to be reasonably priced. Let's say they bought it for 20 million, they're not trying to get 40 million. A lot of people did that two years ago where they bought a deal for 20 million and boom, in another year or two, they're trying to get 40 million for it. That's not possible right now. So the sell on buy gap is beginning to close in
1: a little bit. There are a lot of talking heads in commercial real estate saying that you could see a lot of volatility in the second half of 2023, Tenny, with a lot of owners coming up with a need to sell because of the way they structured their financing when they bought one, two, three years ago. Are you projecting something similar or are you just thinking that Buyers who had sound business plans, who don't have a moment of distress or a need for a liquidity event, are you just seeing them get more realistic about what they can get for their properties or are you expecting it to come from distress that buyers and sellers finally meet on prices again?
2: On that is this, a lot of times what we'll be hearing in the industry is that uh, come second quarter, there's going to be a lot of distress deals, specifically people that bought deals using bridge debt that's what everybody's saying. But one thing I've observed in my short time in being in commercial real estate or being in real estate in general, the market always looks for a way to make sure the investors are okay. A lot of times bank, if they give you a debt, they don't want to take it back. They are looking for a way for the deal to work. So my philosophy is I'm not looking for deals to be distressed. I'm looking for people that I've gone in, made money, and I'm willing to exit. That's what I'm looking for. Now, if there's a distress deal comes up or show up, and we're on the ride and it works, the buyer and the seller agrees, fine, we'll buy. But I'm not looking forward to the market where everybody's losing their deals. I don't think that's ever going to happen, honestly speaking. Because the Fed, Fannie, Freddie, and private lender, yeah, I think everybody's trying to figure out the solution to the problem right now as I speak to you. Where if there's a way for them to let the seller or the investor to hold on to their deal, and they walk up some kind of structure for them to be able to go through and implement their business plan or get a new debt, I think they're going to come up with some kind of way to, to walk around it so that people are not going to lose a bunch of their deals and stuff like that. At least that's my take on it. Now, some second quarter that might change. might be that, like, hey, you defaulted on your bridge debt. I'm going to take a deal. I don't know. And specifically people that don't have a red cap on their uh, bridge debt. Those are the people that are actually going to suffer. So far,
0: we're bad. But if you have a red cap on your bridge debt, you should be good. We'll get back to the show. But first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, Arod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million Dollars of commercial real estate assets. will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to mfincon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit mfincon.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's mfincon.com. I know
1: you're focused on acquisitions, Tenny, but is there anything that Excite is planning to take to market soon?
2: No, we actually sold one of our deals December 17th of last year. Our very first deal that we got, we held it for 19 months and we exited, which did pretty good. We got it for 12.5 and exited at 17.8. Investors get good. uh, And you held it for
1: 10 months? 19 months.
2: 19 months. Wow. Yes. So our very first deal as lead sponsor. Investors got close to 30% average on our return. And then we did it to one uh, a lot of the investors, almost over 90% of them, to a deal that we bought December 30th of last year in Baltimore. But right now we don't have anything on acquisition mode. So we're still buying and uh, trying to build a, a growing investor as well.
1: Last question here while we're talking about your focus on acquisitions, Tenny, before we transition. When your team is underwriting deals right now, what type of debt? Are you underwriting to acquire with?
2: Our approach is whenever we have a deal that's looking promising, that the numbers are looking close, we usually reach out to a debt broker. Right now, what we're seeing and what they're quoting for was depending on the flow of the deal is a fixed value loan at five point two five percent. We've seen five point two five percent. We see a five point seven five percent is within that that range that we've been seeing right now, and five years interest only or 12 years term. So yeah, that's what we've been seeing. Rates about around 5.25. And what's the amortization on that? 30
1: years. Amortized 30 years, looking to fix for five. Why is it that you're looking to fix for the first five years as opposed to three or seven?
2: Interest-only period, you mean?
1: Yes, sorry, the interest-only period.
2: The options we've gotten, we've seen between three to five, where we have... Some deals they'll tell us that when they give us a quote, it's like we're gonna get you know between maybe 5.25, three years. But we've seen another one that is 5.75 and IO up to five years. So we've seen both. And again, it all is, depends on the deal. Each deal that we're looking at looking promising, we usually try to get a, a get quote on it.
1: And when you're looking to go interest only for five years on a 10-year term with a 30-year amortization, what is your prepayment penalty looking like on those?
2: Prepayment penalty is pretty decent.
1: Well, it depends. And that's why I'm asking is, we're not just looking at mortgage rates and terms in a vacuum. It depends on your business plan. you're looking to buy in 2023 to hold until 2025 or longer, depending again on your business plan and the property that you're looking at and how long it's going to take you to execute on a business plan, what kind of returns you're looking To deliver, you could be choosing to prioritize a shorter prepayment term so that it is more lucrative to sell quickly. Or you could be trying to get the rate as low as possible for as long as possible because you know you're going to hold the thing for five, seven, 10 plus years. So, really, Tenny, if I can take a step back from my question and step back into it, what is the business plan you're looking to acquire with right now? And how is that impacting? The five years interest only, 10-year term, 30-year am, and then what do the prepayment penalties look like?
2: So our business plan is usually we buy a deal and we try to hold between three to seven years. We've had deals that our business plan is to sell in three years. And we have one that the exit is five years, and we have one that the exit is seven years. And then we send that information to the debt broker. Based on that information, that's what he's, if you can do interest only for five years and then exit and you see somebody that can get the deal from you and the deal works for them, yeah, sure. But if we can get longer interest only period, that will help us implement our business plan because we're not going to be paid principal initially and we'll be able to give our investors good returns. And then when that time comes, the prepayment penalty, of course, if we have a 10-year term, it's probably going to not paid principal yet. So prepayment penalty is probably going to be high up there. And then at that time, we'll see if the deal we've implemented our business plan and we've increased the value of the property. We'll see if then it will be worth us paying that penalty to exit and switch it to somebody else. Or if we need to hold it a little longer. that's how we look at it.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Tenny, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, sir. Let's do it. <laughs> Excellent. What is the best ever book you recently read?
2: I'm reading a book right now called the go giver by Bob Berg. I think that's how his last name is pronounced. And the philosophy of the book is about giving without an expectation. Giving without you counting that I'm giving you one that you have to give me back. Just giving, right? And then the philosophy is give as much as you can give. And, and just believe that what you're doing is what you're supposed to do as a human being. So that is a great philosophy. We actually have them coming up on our meetup at the first Monday of April, so we're looking forward to learning a lot of this principle. He has five principles that he's going to be looking to share. That's from a mindset standpoint. And then from a syndication perspective, the book that I've read that really, really helped me is the best ever syndication book by Joe Fellas. That's a really good book. I have a copy all the time, the reference. And then from a productivity standpoint, the book that I go to all the time is a compound effect by Darren uh, Hardy. We talked about how little habits stacks up to become a great in the future. So those are some of the books I will uh, recommend.
1: I haven't heard anyone mention The Compound Effect in quite a while. That's one of the core, fundamental business and personal growth books that everyone should read. What's your best ever way to give back?
2: The way I give back currently is exact capital. Every year we set aside exact, it's a certain amount of our revenue to support medical mission. Uh, last year, with two of my partners, Leslie and Julius, both of them are in the medical field. They went to Nigeria to to do surgical operation. And this year, we're going to support that whole whole, whole initiative as well. And also, we support, as part of our core values of giving, we support the military, people that are looking to transfer from the Army or from the Navy to become a civilian. We bring them into our company to learn about real estate. It's called the Skill Bridge Program. So we support that transition. So far, we have our third candidate right now. The second one that came to, we had him, he's working with Exact Capital right now. And now we have our third candidate in Exact Capital. So that's another way we give back, helping the people from the from the Navy that are transitioning to being civilians, help them bridge that gap when it comes to skill, especially the ones that are interested in real estate. That's one big way that we give back at Exact Capital.
1: Thus far in your commercial real estate investing career, what is the biggest mistake you've made and the best ever lesson that resulted from it?
2: The biggest mistake I made is not telling a lot of people about what I do when I started. I thought that I had this limiting belief at the time that, oh, I just want to learn about this and go do it myself, not knowing that there's strength in numbers, that are people that have done this, that are looking to do big things they don't do it by themselves. They work with other people. So that's what we here at Exact Capital decided to do, to so tap into our community, educate them, bring the awareness of what our family as a class to them and see how we can work together to take down big commercial real estate, specifically more than family.
1: Lastly, Tenny, what is your best ever advice?
2: Best ever advice, if I should think about it, is don't go on this by yourself. I don't think I would be able to be here at Excite Capital and we're doing what we're doing if I was doing this business by myself. I found my partners, Dr. Oni and Leslie Awasom, as great partners, that we've leveraged each other's strengths for us to be able to get to where we are. I could not have been able to do this by myself at all. So my advice is, you know, if you're looking to do a business, any kind of business, you want to leverage the strength of other people. I don't really like the, the crunching of the numbers. I don't like the operations of the assets. But I like looking for the deals and bringing it to the team. I like looking for the team members and bringing them to the team. Dr. Oni, his his core strength is he goes there, build relationship, cast vision for the company. Those are his strengths. And we leverage each other's strengths. Leslie is the one that's charge of you know, crunching the numbers, making sure the properties are operating right, making sure our employees are good, and all of that stuff. And together, we kind of make the the team strong. So my advice is don't do it by yourself. Always leverage other people's strengths. That's uh, my advice.
1: That's excellent advice. Last question. Where can our listeners get in touch with you?
2: You can reach out to me at excitecapital.com. It's X as in sign S-I-T-E capital.com. And you can find us, reach out to us anytime. i am be willing to answer your questions or provide any kind of value that I, that I can
1: possibly give to you. That link is in the show notes. Tenny, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this episode, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend you know we can add value to through our conversation today. Thank you and have a best ever day.
2: Thank you so much, Slocom. I really appreciate the conversation and looking forward to the next one, probably when we're at 200 million.
0: Hi, Best Ever listeners, Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and best ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the best ever newsletter Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.